much for being here with me on this rainy, thundery day. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, of course. I uh, I want to remind everybody just the whole purpose of the podcast and the podcast is just that I really believe that business can be better and that it should be better. So I try to find people who can come on and share their experience, their knowledge, their expertise uh, to help the people who are listening have better businesses, better lives. And like you said a few minutes ago, like it's all one, it's all connected, right? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, awesome. So then I'd love to have you uh, tell people a bit about yourself. I don't like doing people's bios. I always feel like I never do them justice, but I do want to tell them why I asked you to come. Um, just, I've known you for years and I remember when you started a business, I remember you, I'm starting a business and uh, a lot of people do that, but nobody actually that I know in like my, in my, in our local area in my circle of friends, uh, nobody has done what you've done. And it's been really impressive. And a lot of people um, that I work with have looked to you as a role model when they're starting their own businesses or they're growing their business. And so I've had enough people ask me, you know, I told you earlier, somebody asked me if, if Ashlyn and her husband do coaching for couples who run businesses. So <laughs> I thought I got to get her on here. So that's why I wanted to talk to you. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. As Kelly alluded, my name's Ashlyn Gunderson, previously Ashlyn Merriman. I've been married now for almost two years, but people still know me as Ashlyn Merriman, so I always have to preface with that. Um, I'm a business owner. I own Perfect Fit For You Nutrition and Training Services, and here in Lethbridge, I started the business back when I was like 20 years old and still a university student, and now I'm 28. We're seven years deep into business, and I love my job. I love my career, and I really do love being a coach, but I also love being a business owner, so I'm really excited to share anything I can with you guys. I will say I'm not a business guru, but I'm a passionate person who tries really hard. So I think that has what catapulted my business forward, not because I know all the strategies or techniques, but I'll share with what I can. Yeah, I think two people are attracted to you, right? The people that, uh, you know, kind of feel good to be around, like the people who, like you attract like, do you know what I mean? So I feel like people who have their personal life figured out, their uh, personal development figured out, um, it's not necessarily that business is easier for them, but things tend to go their way, you know, more often than not when they're able to focus on positive things and, and be happy in who they are. It definitely um, helps. Yeah. Totally. Especially when that's what I'm preaching to everybody else to do. So if I can be a role model in that field, maybe people will listen to me, you know? Yeah. So tell <laughs> me about that. Cause that's, that's the last few years, right? It wasn't at the beginning. Beginning was nutrition. So yeah, I mean, Perfect Fit For You started as a nutrition company, honestly, solely based on weight loss. It was sexy. People were losing weight. There was transformations to share. Girls were getting extremely conditioned. I was putting them on stage in bikini competitions, all very sexy, which allowed my business to grow, especially online. Um, but it's not that always, right? And so a lot of people, especially during the period of time that we're going through right now, not everybody needs to be bikini body ready, but yet they really, really need to lose the weight that's like right here. <laughs> that's the weight that's bogging everybody down, the weight between their two ears. So can you take the fundamentals of weight loss and apply that to personal development, apply that to mindset, to habits, to productivity? You know, those are the things that are moving the needle forward. So by focusing on those foundational things, man, all the other things come into play. And that's what I began to notice over time. Amazing. Yeah, because it, I think like for myself, I've struggled with food issues when I was younger and stuff. And no matter how good of a nutrition plan I had or how good of a nutrition coach I had or workout, you know, if I w was having, you know, negative self-talk, bad, you know, bad ways of thinking, nothing would stick, right? No, absolutely not. And like, 
there's a million nutrition and fitness plans out there. Anybody that has Pinterest or Instagram or Facebook can find a kick ass workout and nutrition plan. So what can I provide people that's beyond that? That's beyond a tangible piece of paper, right? It's accountability, it's communication, it's encouragement, it's inspiration. Like those are the things that maybe they don't have a price tag on them, but that's what you're paying for. You're paying for coaching. And obviously as a business coach, you know, the same thing. It's not about the worksheet you're going to give them. It's about the strategies, about the talk, about the accountability, about the follow through, not necessarily what are you doing, but did you actually do it? That's the shit that sticks. That's what matters. Right. And, and the way they think, do you coach them on the way they think? I mean, I, I'm not professionally supposed to, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a psychologist by any means, but you can only coach so many people on nutrition and fitness before you see the common denominator for success. And that's headspace, that's mindset. So negating that and not tapping into that would be a disadvantage to myself as a coach and it'd be a disadvantage to my clients. So I do like to start with that piece, whether or not people are ready to receive it depends on where they are in their own journey. Yeah. You know, I used to really believe that, um, I think it's the AA model talk that talks about people have to be, uh, less or more uncomfortable it has to be more uncomfortable to stay the same than it is to change to get people to change for sure and people are paying for my help they're coming to me they're taking those steps they're usually not feeling their absolute best you're not like i'm feeling kick-ass today i need a coach to help me it's usually because they're in the space where something's off i need guidance and now's the time where i'm going to reach out and do that yeah yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. And I find that too. I've done, I do a lot of stuff for free, uh, like a lot of content and a lot of like lives and stuff we've been doing for COVID and stuff. And, and it's certainly true. My coach said this a couple of weeks ago, the people who are paying and paying the premium prices, they are way more motivated to do the work. I mean, I've, I've even seen some people who's their, their wives are like, I've been telling you to do that for years. And they're like, sorry. Like now I'm paying for it. I have to pay listen. attention. Like yeah. it's, it's true. And it's for myself as well. I, I'm someone who needs to pay to pay attention. I don't want to have to do it, but I do it. And it's just human nature sometimes. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. It's in the game, you know? So do you have a coach? Um, at the current time? No, but it's not because I never have. So I have for different aspects of my life. I grew up playing college volleyball. I played club ball. I played high school volleyball. So as an athletic performance, yes, I've had a coach when it turned to bodybuilding bikini competitions. I also had a coach because subjective perspective when you're all up in your head is required, whether or not, you know, how much chicken and rice you should be eating. That's again, not the point. It's not the tangible plan or the tangible product. It's the subjective perspective and someone not to tell you what to do, but to ask you if you did it. So when I have a goal or I'm being goal oriented, I do like having a coach of some sort to keep me on track. I've tried to coach myself. I have coached myself. Not my favorite thing in the world. You seem to be pretty good at it though. Cause I, I remember a conversation we had a long time ago and it was like, we were talking about how Anyways, in my experience, for me and the people that I knew, women seem to have more issues around food. And I remember telling you that you and another friend were like, you thought like guys, I was like, it's so easy for you. You're just like, oh, I'll just measure this and only eat 10 grams of this. And I'm like, but I need ice cream or I need chocolate or whatever. And you just didn't seem to have that. So what is that willpower? Man, I think it's just goal-oriented headspace. Like for me, if my goal is to win a bikini competition, obviously ice cream's not going to serve that goal, but you've never had that goal. So perhaps that action is okay, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you try to get me to do something else in which I don't feel accountable or eating a certain type of food isn't 
leading me to that goal, I probably wouldn't be as dedicated. But if you tell me A plus B will equal C and I want C, it's not hard to do A and B. Hmm. And the more times you get that result, the more times you trust that process. For me, calorie intake and calorie expenditure is basic math. So if I just follow this, I'll get this. whoop de do. But man, is it more complex than that? Yeah, you tell me that. <laughs> it is. It is. There's there's a lot of headspace games. And with COVID, I'll be honest, I think the headspace games became even more real for a lot of my clients. And that where the whole mindset piece really came into play. Yeah, I bet. Um, I Somebody joked the other day about the COVID-20. And I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing people were saying. But uh, I have, I've never taken time off from exercise since I can remember being a kid. Like I played sports through university and stuff too. And uh, I've always had a trainer because I can't rely on myself to go. But when I got injured, uh, I would take time off, but that'd be it. So right. then with COVID, when the gyms closed, I think it was like really a month before I realized that all I had done was walk the dogs for exercise. And I definitely noticed like my self-esteem wasn't as good. My clothes didn't fit right. Like it's... Uh, it's how, how important do you think fitness and nutrition are to your success as a business owner? Cause I, for, I me, like for me, it's what makes my routine, right? So like for me, daily exercise and what I eat is the foundation of my routine. I don't have kids. I don't have other people right now that I have to be at their soccer practice or care about their routine. So my routine is my life. So if I can structure my day around my workout, it's one thing off my to-do list. You know, as soon as you get one thing tackled, you want to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So that's something that for me is an easy thing to tackle. So if I get it done at 6 a.m., well, by 7 a.m., I'm ready to do the next thing. So for me, it does keep me on track. And if I'm not moving my body with intention, I don't feel like myself. But yeah. that's for everybody. But everybody has their own thing. You ask a musician and they might tell you that, oh, I need to practice the piano. I need to practice the piano. Well, try to get me to practice the piano. I ain't going to do that. <laughs> you know, it's all about what you're passionate about. I'm fortunate enough that my passion correlates directly with my health. Like, hallelujah. Yeah. Not everybody's does, right? But what about like overall health and wellness? Not necessarily training the way that you train, but like, do you see that pattern? And I'm sure you know lots of entrepreneurs, but even people in general, like their success in life and their health and fitness, are they correlated? I think absolutely. I mean, I can't say, oh, there's a randomized controls trial that shows that people who work out are X amount more wealthy. But I think it's pretty obvious. Like, <laughs> take a look around and take note. You know, people who take care of themselves you want to take care of yourself. You want to take care of others. You want to take care of your business. You want to take care of your bills. You want to take care of your finances, your kids. Like it all starts with you. Whatever way you desire to take care of yourself is up to you to decide. But for me, it is through healthy food and exercise. Maybe for other people, it is through exploring a passion project or creating music or writing poetry, which is equally as great. But you do have to segregate the time for those things. You do because it just makes you a better human being. Yeah. So you use your calendar. I do use a calendar. Yeah, I have to. Finally, someone on my team. My clients hate that word. But I'm just like, oh, if you just could understand how much freedom there is, if you just schedule your important things and then the time is already blocked off and then you just do it and then life is just so good. That's what I say. If you tell me A and B will equal C, yeah. put A and B in the calendar, do A and B, get C. It's not a surprise if you're successful. But lots of people don't. You know what I mean? They just don't. I don't 
Yeah, but once they do, they'll be like, ooh, and then they'll realize, and then it will be a like residual effect, right? It's just uh-huh. getting started. There's a threshold energy. I kind of do this because that's what I do to my clients. Like you have to crank the wheel and then it rolls, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but there is a threshold energy that goes into starting. And like you don't go to the gym the first day and have a six pack. You don't eat one salad and feel fucking awesome. So like it does take a lot of effort and then it rolls on its own. Unfortunately, the opposite can occur, right? The shitty energy comes and then you get stuck in like this vortex it's hard to get out of. And I do believe that is what the coronavirus did for a lot of people. They got stuck at home. They had to establish that new routine. I don't have home workout equipment. I hate body weight workouts. I go to the gym to get away from my husband and my kids. Who am I anymore? Where did my routine go? And creating that, you got to create that threshold energy all over again. And that takes work. Yeah. So what, what have you been seeing with your clients that are, that are at home with COVID or dealing with COVID? Like, is it, have people found ways to keep in Well, I'll be honest. I started going into COVID worried as a business owner. I'm not going to lie to you. I was a little bit worried. My gym was shut down. Our body composition testing is shut down. Our office is shut down. So to tell a client, I'd love you to pay me the same price, but let's talk like this. You know, I was scared. That didn't happen. We were busier this year than we were previously having people in person because people realize their health was so important when the whole world's in a pandemic, but they also realize I don't know how to establish this routine for myself. Ashlyn, tell me what to do. Yeah. That's I'm so fine that person, but it is, it's the lack of routine, the lack of consistency and it's uncharted waters. People haven't worked out at home and worked at home and managed children at home and homeschooled. And it was a lot going on. Yeah. So how do you think that you stayed busier? Because I actually am lucky enough to know, myself included, a lot of us actually were able to pivot and have a better year than the year before. So how did you you do that? Like, what do you attribute that to? Well, I don't necessarily say I attribute that to myself, but I attribute it to my team. My team was fantastic at being adaptable. We moved everybody's offices for them to their house. We made sure they had a plant and had a window. You know, like I want to make sure they have a good space. We made sure that, you know, people had money for their phone bills so they could utilize their own phone at home. And my team was still happy. They were doing a good job with their clients. Their clients weren't falling off. They had that connection. They felt community. They didn't want to leave. So not necessarily just myself, but all of our coaches at Perfect Fit For You, we pivoted and then our clients pivoted with us. And so we had to be adaptable in that regard. Like my husband did like two weeks of every single day. He did a free live workout for our group. You know, we downloaded our own like Zoom. It's called Jitsi, like our own face server. So now I'm more face to face with my clients. So we were adaptable for sure. But I think our positivity and optimism over the situation did roll in to our clients. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. If I was fearful, I think they wouldn't have felt as confident in me to lead them. Yeah. Your staff or your clients? Both, I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I was lucky. I was on my way to the Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within event when COVID hit and I was going to California. My flight got delayed and I was there with all my bikinis and my cute hats and I was off to California and I had to turn around. And instead of going back to work, I went to my cabin, which is in the middle of nowhere by myself and I stayed there for nine weeks. <laughs> nine weeks? Yeah. Nine Seriously? weeks. I did I have no idea. I went there and then the next week our gym had to shut down. So I'm like, well what's the point going back? And I was there 16 days by myself with nobody. 
And then after two weeks, my husband came out for the remaining six, seven weeks with me. Oh, wow. You must have had good internet out there. Thank goodness. Yeah. Right? But we went and we had like new screens. We set up home offices there. We took breaks during the day to go work out. We created a schedule. Like because I was in a good headspace, I think I was able to be a better leader. Being yeah. here was a lot harder for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for you. Yeah, it's you so energy, right? You just feel it from other people. Yeah, we, yeah, that's so true. And I think leaders and myself too, like, we sometimes forget the fact that it's everything just flows down from us. So if we are scared, if we're not confident, if we aren't creatively thinking, well, how can we pivot? How can we pivot? The staff feels that and they feel scared and then the clients feel it. So that's exactly. awesome. And it's so I think it was a top down effect for sure. Yeah. Um, is, it, is that the first Tony Robbins event you were going to be at? Um, one at a distance. Like I've been to the few that he's done in Calgary, like the power of success summits and stuff, but the actual like big event. Yeah. And I was really looking forward to it. It did get changed, um, to Dallas in August. So whether or not I'm able to go internationally in a month or two, we will have to see. Oh, I hope so. You know I what, that my mom and I went to that together and I think my mom was 60 at the time and uh the whole walking on fire thing yeah i tried to leave and go back to the hotel it was like two in the morning and she like she was cheering she like walked across first i blacked out i don't remember walking across it but yeah it's it's crazy what your mind can do he's uh a lot of people like or hate him but um you know i just choose to see the good in people and i think there's a lot of good that he does he's amazing really generous intelligent man and yeah. and uh yeah you'll love it it's I, I've been to UPW and Business Mastery, and uh, Business Mastery is not like a, a university class at all. He still does a lot of his techniques and stuff, and okay. pretty much like dancing and raving every 10 minutes to keep that. I like it. <laughs> so good. Yeah. He's so awesome. I think if you go to something like that, you have to play full out. Like, you have to go in ready to play full out, or else you're the weird one. Yeah, like we're not, not, really? not doing the weird things. If you're not like, yeah, 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 like then you're the one sticking out of the group. So you just have to go in. Do you do you like Brendan Burchard? I do. Yeah, I do. Like I, I haven't been to his event, but like I've read High Performance Habits and like I've watched his YouTube material and stuff like that. His event is like just as good, but he doesn't like swear at people to. Actually, he did. He swore a few times at the last time I went too, and and he's. <laughs> He's actually, I think he kind of contradicted himself because I remember him saying before that he didn't need to swear to, but he said the F word. He did. So I was like, what the? Um, he, you. he did, cool his, did his job because you were like, what? Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know what? He actually, uh, I've never had a chance to tell this story online before. I'll just <laughs> jump in on your talk. Yeah, do it. Tell me. I want to know. <laughs> but I was, uh, I don't know if you remember, I moved to Calgary for like four years and uh, I, silly Tim, I shouldn't, have, I wish I didn't. No, I'm so happy I met my husband. But at the time I was like, why did I meet someone that I'm like totally in love with when I'm moving to Calgary? So I was in Calgary driving back and forth every weekend to see Tim um, for like four years. And it was so stupid. So finally I gave up and tried to get a job in Lethbridge and I got one, but then I hated it as soon as I moved here. And I was like, what have I done? And uh, I saw this Brendan Burchard video and I swear he was talking right to me. Like he was, I swear, I was watching it at work. I should have been working. And it was like, <laughs> you know, you don't like the job you have right now. I'm like, what? I know I don't. And he's like, what is it that you love so much? You're so passionate about doing, you do it on the weekends, you do it in the evenings, you do it for free and you do it with enthusiasm. And I was like, 
well, I teach people how to make their businesses better, you know? And then he's like, quit your job today. He's like, here's how you charge people for this. And I was like, oh man, I quit my job. <laughs> Called my mom. She's like, don't quit yet. Start your business first. I'm like, it's too late. So oh, um, awesome. I got to tell him. And he, uh, it's crazy. He like just is so present and he makes you feel so important. I, I didn't think I would go fangirl. Like I always thought they're just normal people, but oh my gosh, I was like, oh, I'm near why I started my business and da, 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 da. And so, yeah, he's, uh, I never got to talk to Tony like face to face, but he was like, I feel that way about Tony. And like, some people feel that way about their favorite musician. I'm a words girl. Like I don't listen to music and like, oh, I love that beat. Like I'm all about words. So for me, I've listened to so much Tony Robin content that when he's in front of me, it's like a rock star. Like I've listened to your music, right? Except there's an abundance of material, almost more than any rock star. And it's frequent, it comes out, it's new all the time. Totally, yeah, that's so awesome. So it's I, okay to be a fangirl, it makes sense. Yeah, I've been, I've been listening to him and reading him since I was like 18, I wanna say. And it's, it's crazy because you'll start to finish his sentences. You're like, yeah. oh, oh, I must have watched his YouTube videos a bunch of oh, times. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Awesome. I was telling my friend what he was gonna say next the last time we were at our event. She's like, "How do you know this?" I'm like, "Well, he does kind of say the same shit." <laughs> Notice that all of them do, eh? Oh yeah. And I have so so much trouble with that. Like, I don't understand how they can teach the same things so passionately over and over again. But that seems to be the secret to success: is to really it's get those build confidence off. in what you're saying because yeah. you have said it so many times that you're like, "This just rolls off my tongue." Yeah. You definitely have the energy of those two. I, like, I don't know a lot of people who have your energy. Oh, good. I think that's from nutrition and fitness. <laughs> yeah, I, if I could be a personal development speaker, I would love that. Like, that is definitely on my list of goals at some point in my life, for sure, is to be able to speak to a large group. Um, but we'll get there. We're almost, yeah. we're not there yet. I know you will, for sure. That's Thank awesome. You. So tell us about working with your husband because I've had people uh, specifically use you as like their role models. Oh my gosh. Um, to be honest with you, working with my husband, I don't know really that much different. So it wasn't like, oh my gosh, what is it like to finally work together? I mean, we don't really know any different. When our relationship started is when our business relationship started. So it's always been intertwined for us. I did run Perfect Fit For You by myself for about a year and a half, two years before I met Rob. It was so funny because I threw him into a position being like, just pretend to be me because it's all online. I don't need really like a real employee, but because people still want to work with me. So you can be my admin, but just talk to them as if you're me. So he was writing like, hey girl, you know, or like girls would have like, a struggle and he'd be like I'm sure your boyfriend doesn't feel that way I'm sure he's <laughs> beautiful you know and then we got to the point where I'm like okay people can know that you're you now um because we were busy but at one point I thought it was gonna be very short term I didn't think that what I was passionate about and that what I loved was gonna be my career it just seemed too good to be true I was supposed to be going to pharmacy school so I was like hey come in here help me out for the summer and then in September I'm going to the U of A I enrolled in the pharmacy to go to pharmacy school and then we started making money. So when you're making that much money that you're going to go spend money at school, it's a little hard to give it up at 20 years old. Totally. You did go back to school though eventually, didn't you? I did my, I did my undergrad at the U of L, and then I worked for the biochem department and I was opening perfect fit for you while I was working for the biochem department. So it was cohesively happening, but I never stopped perfect fit for you and solely went back to school. It's always been a juggling act. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so why do you guys think that it, it works well? Because regardless of whether you started working together when you started dating, there's a lot of people out there that like, you know, I'm super picky about who I work with. So I do, I do see a lot of people that I don't necessarily end up working with. Um, right. But even people that I do work with who have really wonderful marriages um, still, and myself too, my husband and I owned a company for a couple of years and sold it. And it was like the most stressful time in our relationship. Like no matter how much counseling, how many personal development courses, how many personal development books, the two things I just, I, I don't recommend it to anyone if they have the choice. Like when they're like, Hey, um, I think I'm going to get my wife to do my books. I'm like, could she not like, could she just do her thing? And you, cause I haven't seen it work so well. So like, what's your secret? Oh man, that's a tough question because I never looked at it as being the exception. I always looked at it as just being the rule. Like we open the business, of course it's going to work. We're a team, right? Like if I succeed, you succeed. Who else better would you want to have on your side in business than someone whose life is completely correlated with yours, right? Like who else would you want to work with? Someone who's equally invested as you, that just doubles down on everything. So unfortunately like yeah people are like business and life you know you have to have life and balance and like in our life it's never been that way you know I'm gonna come home for dinner and we're gonna sit at the table and I'm gonna be like man did you see so and so she looks amazing that's a form of connection with my husband and he can be like yeah you know what she did a squat at this much weight she's never done that that's a form of connection for us it's a point of communication of course there's times where it's like man I told you to email this person and you forgot like <laughs> But there's never been a point where I've thrown my hands in the air and been like, I don't want to do this with you. That We've never got to that point, luckily. And we decided it wasn't going to be work-life balance. And in 2000, I think it was 2018, we said our new thing is work-life flow. We're going to flow between the two of them and we're not going to try to cut it off. Don't come home and be like, no more business. Because there's a time and a place where we might have a conversation over dinner or over a movie that ends up catapulting our business. Not very many business owners have that opportunity. So as much as it might be a negative, I think it's a double-edged sword because there's a lot of positives to having that person on your team as well. Yeah, you just blew my mind. So there's two big things there I want to kind of draw out for people because you said so much so fast and I don't want to do this. Weird, hey, you never do that. Um, The first one was, so a lot of my mentors, one really in particular reminds me all the time that you really get what you expect in life, right? And so for me, when Tim and I started that business, I already had, you know, years and years of business education and experience that said partnerships don't work. So I didn't expect it to be good. And then with you, you're like, well, like, I just thought it would be awesome. And it was. Yeah. So I think that's a big, that's a big thing that people need to recognize, you know, like you get what you expect. I think that you, you created that really great thing because you're like, yeah, of course it's going to be great. And to be honest, we didn't really have another option. Like we didn't really think about another option. He was playing university hockey and then he went and played pro hockey and had the opportunity to keep going or move home. And then it was like, hey, do you want to work for me until you find a job? And then it just was stuck like that. Totally accidental, not intentional. (laughs) uh, I'm never going to get that picture of him out of my head saying, hey girl, I'm sure your boyfriend thinks you look great. (laughs) Yeah, or just like, It was so funny because he had never been to a bodybuilding competition in his life. He had no idea what it was about. And we just started dating. We started dating in September and there's always a show November 2nd or the first weekend of November. And I had 18 girls in the show and they were going mad. And so I bought like this 
van and we Robbie drove it with all the girls in the back. They're all like drinking their water, eating their asparagus, cranky AF. And some of the girls had their spray tans messed up. So we had to go buy this like dream tan, which is a product that fixes spray tans. And I was so busy in the morning. The girls were lined up outside my bathroom. Rob sitting on the toilet and each girl's coming and he's patting their asses, tanning their bums, fixing their spray tan. I'm like, here's your new job, buddy. Like, welcome to your new life. <laughs> and the girls loved him. That's, yeah, he's very lovable. I think he is. Didn't he have your, uh, didn't he have your swag at that first show? Oh, probably. And I, I remember yes, you I telling me to text him. And <laughs> I remember texting the wrong number. And it was like this hilarious, it was like some crazy person. And I remember showing it to Rob. And he's like, that was not me. That's oh, awesome. You guys are a great team. So awesome. um, before we get to the quick tip part, if you could yeah. give people like, like I, I think I've asked you a couple of times, like, what's your secret? What's your secret to success? Like, is there anything that when you look back, you think, because I'm this way, I've succeeded? Or because I did that, this, I, I've succeeded? Well, my answer to that question was going to be my quick tip. So now oh, you're going to no. stop me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the quick tip. It's okay. Let's okay. do the quick tip. What's okay. Your quick so let's, let's combine them. Okay. okay. So... I've always, I got interviewed for a lot of like college classes. I'm always open to anybody who wants to interview me as a business owner because I had, I integrated myself at the university with different profs doing different independent studies and I got my education through experience. So anytime I can provide someone with any kind of help, I'm there. And my advice is always start small. I started my business very small and doing a wicked job with the small people I had. I never started my business thinking, this is going to be a multi-million dollar business. I'm going to have a hundred clients. I'm going to have all these people working for me. That was never my intention. It was genuinely, I'm going to pick two or three women and I'm going to change their freaking life. And that's what happened. I honestly, my first three clients, they all ended up losing over 50 pounds. They told everybody about me. They raved about me. And then their mom signed up and then their mom's friend signed up and then their sister's friend signed up. And then that is how I created the community that I have is by starting very, very small, but thinking big, but always starting small. So when you walk in a perfect fit for you, there's a big sign that says, think big, dream big, but start small. That's awesome. And that's always my advice because you just can do a really good job. And word of mouth is the best best form of advertisement. I mean, I spill my guts on social media. I market the crap out of my business and it's still word of mouth on every intake form that brings me the most amount of clients. Do you get word of mouth online too? Like people talking about you on online? Well, when people fill out their intake form, they will say, I was referred through. And then we have like Instagram, Facebook, word of mouth, and then a referral box. And so whether they heard about us from a friend online, they'll usually put their friend's name in there and then we'll obviously send something out to their friend or whatever for referring them. So whether they heard about it online, I guess it's hard to tell, but either way it is seeing someone else's success and then being like, I think if they can do it, well then I can do it. Yeah. That's so important. I was talking about that with a friend yesterday. It's like the people who are just looking for money, um, they completely miss the number one requirement for any success is to do like an exceptional job to have that customer be so pleased that they, they leave their raving. And if you're thinking about the millions, instead of starting with the one or the two, then it's, you can't do that great of a job and nothing flows from there. That's awesome. I love that. And I love that it's on your wall. 
<laughs> Thank you. And I do think the reason that Robbie and I work better is we are motivated by different things. So like Robbie is a lot more money motivated than me, to be honest, like throughout COVID, I was like, yeah, just don't even pay me. Like, that's fine. Even though I'm working like 60 hours a week, like I'm good, just whatever. Like I could care less, but I like being significant. I like being rewarded by people being like, my coach is amazing. Like if you just tell me I'm amazing and I helped you, I don't even need to get paid. Like that is what I see. Whereas he's like, no, Ashlyn, like money matters. You need to charge this person. And, you know, I'll see someone and be like, I just want to work with them. They seem really motivated. I want to help them. And he'd be like, but they can't afford it. Right. So we have that balance and his passion isn't coaching. Like his passion isn't the same as mine. His passion is business and systems and management and people. And mine is fitness and nutrition and coaching and personal development. So like those two, it's like a pendulum and we're very opposite ends of the spectrum, but because we're both doing such a good job at what we are liking to do, it creates that like cohesive, I don't know, balance. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. My mom always told me growing up that I would find someone who pulled out like my deepest issues because they would be so opposite of me. And then you would have the opportunity to like heal yourself. And, yeah. and I see a lot of people like they kind of rub each other the wrong way and they like bring it up and then it just stays there and they don't get along super well. But, um, my husband too has taught me so much. Like we're so opposite when you said that I was like, yeah, we're so opposite, but his, you done the Enneagram? Like, do you believe in the Enneagram or have you tried the Enneagram? Do you know what it is? No, I don't. Okay. So it's like a personality test, basically typing people from type one to type nine. It is like, sorry, my cat's scratching at my door. <laughs> um, it's, it basically types people as a personality type or an archetype, I guess. It's a self-awareness tool. That's what I tell my clients. I ask them to take these quizzes, not because I'm like, that's who you are. You're now in this box and you're a type three, but it's more so, did that make sense to you? Did that bring out some self-awareness? Is what they said true? Tell me what parts are true. And then you kind of get to know each other. And Rob and I on that scale, opposite. <laughs> Sometimes it's frustrating because he's like the enthusiast. Like he just wants, he's on the go all the time. And I am the calendar chick. Hey, we have a meeting at 4.05. What are you doing at four o'clock? Oh, I forgot, but I'm just hanging out. You know, I'm like, he is, he is a people pleaser to a T. He is like always on the go, always enthusiastic, full of passion. Whereas I'm like pulling the reins all the time, like schedules, routines, let's go. Interesting. Someone um, has to keep the structure and someone has to keep the fun. So do, have you guys done the five love languages? Yes. And do you, have you done the appreciation languages at work? Ooh, no. I, um, Tim and I did the love languages. Thank goodness five years ago or we wouldn't be together, <laughs> but we're so opposite. And I didn't understand that, like, because he's acts of service. If I, if I would say like, I don't feel loved, he'd be like, but I cleaned the whole house. And I, and I'm like, but you didn't buy me a present. <laughs> Because what I love is gifts, right? Gifts and affection. Touch. You're what? I just feel like gifts is the easiest one. Because it's right? like, I'm going to buy you something. Uh, oh, Robbie's oh. acts of service. So I'm like, oh, I got to do shit all the time. I'm words of affirmation, obviously. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, just tell me I'm pretty. Tell me <laughs> you don't even need to hang out with me. You can go to the gym. You can go golfing. Do whatever you want. But just text me that I'm great and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. I think, yeah, all those tests are really good for awareness. Um, but I wanted to say really quick so that people know um, the five languages of appreciation in the workplace are the same as the five love languages, but they are different for people. Like your love languages at home aren't necessarily the same as at work. But for okay. me, I'm, I've been gifts, gifts, gifts forever. And I used to buy my staff so much, give them so much money, give them credit cards, like prepaid credit cards. And it wasn't working for a lot of people. Like 
to the point where some even said they didn't feel appreciated. I'm like, but I've spent so much money on you. And right. then I found the appreciation languages in the workplace. And I found, actually, I have a chart right here. I'm like, I'm writing this down. <laughs> yeah, five appreciations of, uh, appreciation languages in the workplace. But nobody has the same languages at me as me. And then most people, it's their least valued. So if I'm giving gifts, they really, it doesn't land for them. And in some cases, if you appreciate people in the appreciation language that you prefer and not them, it makes them uncomfortable. Totally. So, yeah. So that, that stuff's really cool to look at. That's awesome. Yeah, um, I just think self-awareness is a key for self-growth. Like the more you're aware of things, the more you can do that introspection work, the more you can grow as a human being. And that's why I send those kind of quizzes to my clients. They're like, wait a second, where's my nutrition plan? I'm like, but just do this test. Okay. <laughs> then I know how to coach you better. Did Tony Robbins send you the disc, the disc yeah. personality profile? Yeah, me too. Um, I can't remember what I was, but I could probably guess. <laughs> either. I can't remember. I think a D. <laughs> um, so <laughs> what was the quick thing then? Start well, the small. Quick thing was start small. Yeah, think okay. big, dream big, but start small. And then the, the rest of that sentence is actually start where you are with what you have because what you have is plenty. That's awesome. Because you don't, I didn't have nothing when I started a business. I was running on a, it was barely even a scholarship. Like by the time you took my scholarship and masked it over the amount I was getting paid, it was equivalent to like $6 and 80 cents an hour. Like I was making no money. I lived in a duplex that my dad, thank gosh, was helping me pay for while I was in school. And then all of a sudden, I know that sounds terrible, I, but I just started making money. Cause I was just so excited and I didn't even know what the hell to do with it. In 2014, I blew the shit out of all my money. I was like, I bought a new car. I was like, this is going to be over. This is going to be over before I know it. So I was not smart at all. I was terrible with my money, but I was also 22 years old. So what do you expect? Uh, let yourself off the hook for that. But I think uh, when you said this is going to be over, I think that's something that I definitely have to stay aware of. And I've seen it in a lot of other people too. When they start to succeed past like what they know or what they see around them, they kind of start to worry that the other shoe is going to drop. Yeah. Like this kind of like, it doesn't have to. Yeah. I've done that even in relationships. Like with my husband, I haven't been in good relationships prior. I'm in this relationship. This guy's too good to be true. What's he going to do wrong? When's he going to mess up? What's wrong with him? Right. Or like I'm making money and I'm so happy. This can't be right. And, and I do say to my clients all the time, it's not about being a good mom or being a business owner, making money or being passionate about what you do. Like don't live an or life, live an and life. You can have this and this. You can be a good mom and a business owner and make money and be passionate and be happy. But people think it's one or the other and it's just not. You can have it all, you really can, but you have to believe you can have it all or else you're not gonna. That's amazing, yeah. <laughs> You, I can't wait to see you on a stage one day. Maybe you'll be up there with Tony before he retires. I don't know though. He's getting a little cynical. I went to like the Tony Robbins um, follow-up thing where you had the opportunity to speak and then maybe open for him. I didn't win, but I sure shit gave it a good shot. Like I oh, went on the stage, but you got no time to plan. And then it was like, okay, one, two, three, 60 seconds, sell yourself, tell your story. I oh, didn't even know they did that. Yeah. Good for you. I would never have done that. Good for you. A big group. There's probably like 500 of us there and you had to literally just go, just tell your story. And I don't know what my story is like in a 60 seconds, right? It's so long. So it's hard to summarize it. And how do you judge a good speaker in 60 seconds? Well, I was That's just thinking hard. they probably picked people based on their 
strategic objectives for their marketing plan. Like they might've needed somebody from this background or somebody with that skill. Yes. Yeah. And they picked one person out of everybody. Yeah. Oh, I would have picked you. Okay. <laughs> they were well, pretty good. I'll be honest. I was probably one of the younger people in the room and people had some pretty crazy stories. <laughs> so I'm working my way to a good story too. Awesome. Awesome. You're amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, Do you want to tell everyone where they can follow you? Um, did you say where can people follow me? Yeah, please. Yeah, please follow me. Um, crazy enough, usually I would say follow me on Instagram, which I want everyone to follow me on Instagram. It's Ashlyn underscore Gunderson. But my goal right now, because I want to write a book so bad. So kudos to you because I remember when you wrote your book and now I'm in that position like, oh my gosh, what a big mountain to climb. But I've started with a blog. My blogs are like 15 to 20 minute reads. So now I've put my blogs into audio. So Good no job. one can be like, I can't read for 20 minutes. You can listen to me for 20 minutes. So authentically Ashlyn is the name of my blog. I've probably posted like almost 30 of them by now. And I spill my freaking heart in those blogs. And it's my absolute favorite thing to do. So my business is perfect fit for you with the number four and the letter U, not for you, for you. And so Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz were there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to read your book. And yeah, I'm writing a business book now. And I looked at it this morning and I was just like, like it's in my calendar. And I was like, oh, it's so much. And so I just will type, like I'll make myself do a page or something. You have to. Um, Yeah. But I think there's times when you're feeling it and that's when you got to just like hammer it out. Like, can you cultivate creativity? That's what I'm struggling with right now. Cause to put it in my calendar to be like, you're going to write right now. To cultivate that creativity for me is very difficult, but you have to, or else it's never going to get done. Yeah. So I have like very different mentors that come from very different schools of thought. So this is one issue they disagree on. Like my one mentor says, if you don't feel like doing it, don't do it because it's not going to be as good as if you felt like doing it. And then the other school of thought is like, but I can make myself feel like doing it because I can, you know, go through the emotional scale. I can, I can do affirmations. I can look for what I'm grateful for. I can think about the end goal and the vision and get really excited about it. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm stuck between those two schools of thought right now. So I mean, it doesn't mean you can't just put things on paper when it's structured and when you have the time to do it. And then when you're feeling creative, go back through it and make it sexy and make it fun and make it more flirty when you have the creativity to put into it. That's what I try to do. I'm like, I want to write about this. This is me writing like I'm writing a science paper and then I'll go back and make it have some poetry to it, I guess. Yeah, I think it'll be great. You know, I find that my best ideas, including my writing, comes to me when I'm trying not to work. Like I'll go home and have a bath and I'll listen to Headspace or I'll like have a glass of wine, put on sweatpants and I'm like, ah, and then it's like, ding, 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 ding. Like, it's just like blog idea, chapter for the book, like idea for a a client's marketing plan. I'm just like, shut off. I want you to shut off. What do you do in those moments? Do you take advantage of them? Do you quickly write them down? Do you voice record? Like, what do you do to make sure you capture that? I email myself Good. or I put it in my calendar. Yeah, yeah, I voice record. I'm like, remember you had this really cool idea. Don't forget it. This is what it is. <laughs> That's a great idea because I try to like email myself from my watch and she sends the worst, like the worst autocorrects. And I'm just like, <laughs> some of the stuff I've sent is not good. You know, it's not a, yeah. audio. I, I have been crazy about doing audio messages, even to my clients. Like I open my inbox on a Monday morning and I have set aside four hours to do emails and I have 50 of them. 
I have to be smart. So I'll get on audio, I'll open the email on one screen, my voice record on the other. I'll read the email and I'll be like, hey girl. And I'll just give them everything I got. It'll take, they'll get a five minute response from me. I sent people like 10 minutes of me talking, still half the amount of time it'd take me to reply through email. And yeah, I absolutely. ask my clients, is this okay for you? Are you okay receiving an invoice if you can replay it instead of having it all typed out? And nine times out of 10, they're like, yeah, I love hearing your voice. I feel connected, I feel accountable. So I would way rather do it that way. Easier for me and more connection for them. Awesome. I love it. You're amazing. Yeah. Thank you so you much. Come back. You have to come back when you're sharing the stage with Tony Robbins. Oh, I will for you sure. I'll let Tony know that you'll need us. Yes. Awesome. Um, you guys, you can always find me, Kelly Ray Tamaki and TMH Business Coaching on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And thank you again, Ashlyn, so much. Thank and everybody listening and watching, just remember business can be better and it should be. Mm -hmm.